Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along, check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax, and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, welcome to Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. This week's guest is Lou Sanders. In this bit, we can do an advert for anything you like if you can pay us some money. This week, no one wanted to pay us any money for it, so I'll show you the kind of thing that could happen by advertising myself. I'm Richard Herring. If you like my stand-up, why don't you come to the Leicester Square Theatre in August and September, where I'll be doing every single one of my solo shows from Talking Cock and Christ on a Bike, The Twelve Tasks of Hercules Terrace. Uh, let me see if I can remember them all. That's a start. I can't remember any of the actual material. Someone likes Yogurt, Menage Un, uh, Oh Fuck I'm 40, The Headmaster's Son, Hitler Moustache, What Is Love Anyway, We're All Gonna Die, Lord of the Dance Seti, I think I might have forgotten one, and uh, my new show, Happy Now, which is on the 12th of September, is the final one there, and weekends through August and September. Go to lessersquaretheatre.com and you can book tickets. If you come to all of them, it's only £100. You can come to individual ones as well. If you come to them all, I make you a handmade T-shirt as well. That's the kind of guy I am, and a few people are doing that more than I expected. I'm making a lot of T-shirts at the moment. Anyway, let's sit back. You, that could be you. I could be advertising you. Look how amazing I made myself sound in that. That could be you. Just get in touch with us. Go to chris at gofasterstrike.com, and he will uh, talk to you about how much that would cost. It would have been nothing for this one. It's Lou Sanders. We wouldn't have even really charged you for it. You could have had that for free. Enjoy. Richard Aarons, let's just go to the air podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who hasn't eaten asparagus, but whose weed just smelt of asparagus genuinely, and he's a bit freaked out. It's Richard Herring! Hello! You're much better than last week's audience already, I can tell you that, I can tell that already. Uh, So, uh, welcome to uh, Richard Trey's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehearse Leicester Purr. We are here, I genuinely, I I can't work out why, my wee really smelt. I mean, I might have some serious illness or something. It really smelt. I had, um, what I ate before was one of those little uh, Pret-a-Manger, they're like a French ham sandwich, you know, they've got a gherkin in there, but that shouldn't make your wee smell, should it, madam? I don't... Do you know, do you know anything about, do you know anything about what makes wee? You've got a daughter, so presumably you've smelled some wee in your time, because I've smelled a lot of wee. I've got, I've got a daughter as well, so I know what it's like. Most of your time smelling wee, right? Have you ever smelled your daughter's wee after she's eaten a gherkin and thought that smells like asparagus? 
No. Oh, that's good. It's going to be embarrassing. That would have been embarrassing to find out. What's your name, madam? Sharon, that's very nice. And you come here with your daughter. I thought it was your sister. I generally did before. <laughs> Do you get mistaken for sisters often? No. Yeah? With your sister. What's, what's your name? Tegan. Tegan. Did you name her after the Doctor Who assistant? No. You could have been very popular with a lot of men right there. Right then, if you had. Well, it's welcome to the show. It's nice to, nice to have you here. Andy McH is here. And the butler, one of the butlers is here. One of the butlers isn't here. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's good to be here. What was I going to talk about? Oh, the atmosphere's really, really gone out of the room. It's part, I, I feel partly responsible. Uh, there are some nice men. I will meet the audience here. There's a nice man. There's some nice gentlemen here. Are you with these gentlemen? No? I mean, for our audience, then, that these two guys... Well, actually, now the lights have come on. This one looks a bit like more like a regular... He, he looks more like a regular sort of site. What, do you, do you work in IT, sir? Uh, something Some, In finance. I'm buying a new house. Can you help me? Can you give me... Could you give me, like, a million pounds? Just for nothing. What? See, that's what people in finance... Well, people at home will be able to see that. When you ask a man in finance, can I just have a million pounds? He just goes... <laughs> that's not how finance works. We take our cut. And what about you, sir? You've got a nice beard? What's your name? Uh, Dan. Dan. Have you been to the show before? No. No, because that's your... No, no. Will you come again, do you think? Yeah, will you come again? Because you're like, you're like a regular guy. Look at, look at Andy McH there. Look at, that is the, that's, the, that's the core group. That's how it began. Met loads of men like him. Look at that old bald butler and then his strange friend. And that guy, that, that, old, that guy over there. Uh, and then now you're just a, a, a nice ordinary man in a nice checked shirt. What do you do for a living? You do social media for a t-shirt. Can, can you get me a free t-shirt? <laughs> See, there, there. That's, that's the difference between... That's why he's nice. Just straight away, not... Ah, ha, ha. I could, no, I'm not going to give you a million pounds. Yeah, it's a, there's a slight disparity in what I asked for the two of you. But that free t-shirt, it wasn't even... It didn't even have to think for a second. Um, you do social media for a t-shirt company. Is that what you thought you'd end up doing as, uh, when you were kids? <laughs> When you're at school, do you think? Uh, is it, do you think it's what you'll be doing in three years' time? You are being filmed. Yeah, you do think you'll be doing that. Do they make good T-shirts? Are they novelty T-shirts or are they like video game T-shirts? Is that? It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's make you, he is. Yeah, you no, know, you don't have to say it, mate. We all know. Everyone was thinking. Yeah, he's cooling the bloke in fine. It's what? It's nice to hear it. Why aren't you wearing one of your T-shirts now? Did you thought you'd dress up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a kind of nerdy man here I'm going uh, to guess you work uh, composing classical music for operas what do you do sir? you look after the kids at home well in a way isn't that the greatest opera in a way in a way <laughs> I'm going to find how old are your kids? 11 and 9 because it's easy when they're like 3 months old because they just sort of they just sort of lie in their own excrement and uh, and sort of don't do. Well, at least they can't move around. That's why I, I find so that that takes a lot of the pressure off when they start running around and answering back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, there's a man who's been broken by having children. I'm enjoying it so far. A lot of men have said to me that the first three months are boring. I, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I, I kind of, you sort of say I never wanted to grow up, but then that means you sort of want your baby to die, doesn't it? That's the only, I hope she's your baby forever. Uh, I, I really like it. She's cool. One day you'll meet her and you'll, you'll see. She's going to be the next great... I'm, I'm training her up to be the greatest comedian ever. I think it's important not to impose your own failings on your... Live vicariously through the life of your child. But she sees she's pretty funny. I reckon she's going to be funny. So I'm going to train her up to be the best comedian ever and then she's going to win all the comedy awards in Edinburgh and then I'm going to get her to go, That's for my dad! Why didn't you like him? He's, he's dead now. Uh, so... Been dead. It's all horrific. Every time I go away, it's fucking horrific. I no, never. I was happy when I was alone and had no no one like me, and I just had to look after myself because that's all right. And it, nothing matters. But now I've got people to be responsible for. Love fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh, and I'll do quickly. I've got one of these to do again. Uh, the very popular. <laughs> oh, that one's already been in. Uh, the thing I have to say in the opening monologue is from Colin Bolster. 
Uh, and he's making... This is a very elliptical reference to something I do on Twitter, so this is what he wants to be saying. Richard Dawkins, The God Delusion, Chapter 7, had me giggling out loud. Your wit never failed. God was in no mood for half measures that day. Lol. Uh, so... <laughs> Thanks for that. I do retweet. It's one of my services on Twitter. I retweet when Richard Dawkins retweets praise of about himself. <laughs> which happens a lot. And that makes me feel a lot better about myself. Because it's someone like Richard Dawkins, who I genuinely think is a genius and amazing person. But if he's so insecure that... And he's slightly racist and horrible. But, if he's, but his work's good. Sorry, he's Islamophobic. It's very different. Uh, but uh, when, they're that, when they're that kind of insecure, they still feel the need to... And then someone brought, brought him up on this and said, Richard Herring's retweeting your page. He says, everyone retweets their praise, surely. <laughs> what a prick. So, uh, <laughs> and talking of pricks, will you please welcome <laughs> my next guest. And let no one say if this was a double bill recorded on the same night that this would be an anticlimax. <laughs> Let no one say that. <laughs> she is probably best known as the... I mean, you know, she genuinely thought no one would be here in the audience when she came out, so she'll be very delighted that you stayed. And she's one of the... Absolutely, she's going to be... Um, by the time this comes out, in t- a week and a half, she'll be a massive star uh, as a result of probably having murdered someone in a car park somewhere. It's, she is probably best known... Uh, the most famous woman in the country. She's probably best known as the suicide pact lady in Rest Stop. That's why, that's why we're all here. It's Lou Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. Lou Sanders! Oh, she's coming to me. It's Lou Sanders. Always unexpected. There's your microphone. Pick up your mic. Got a glass of red wine? Yes. Thank you for staying. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they're going to stay. You're amazing. So it's fantastic. Tell us about the suicide pack lady in Rest Stop. That is what we're all here for. So tell us how you got that part. Um, I don't think it's out yet. Right. Um, I'm in it for about a second. That's good. Just playing myself, really. <laughs> cool. You made a suicide pact in it, presumably. I don't really know what the film's about. I missed the screening, so I don't know. <laughs> you were there when you had to say the lines and stuff, though, right? You read the script. About that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... Um, she, I don't know. It's a very talented writer, actually. She's really okay. good, and she's getting... She's about 26, and she keeps getting given loads of money to make films. Oh, that's good. So it's really cool, yeah. And then her. she's put you in a film. She's put me in a film is for it a show, Is it like a 15-minute film? No, it's a... I imagine a, it's a feature film. Is it? So well, how long are they? Like, probably 90 minutes. Sometimes yeah. they can be uh, And I'm in it for a second, so... Have you ever been in a film? I've been in um, a film called Manila Envelopes. Mm. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, in which I th- I've been in two, I've, I've done a couple of things, but I think the Manila Envelopes, and it's like really embarrassing thing happened on it. I think I, th- I was playing an interviewer. This is before I did interviews, but it was called, um, what's the name of the guy uh, who used to do all the records in Manchester? Tony Wilson, is it? Uh, Tony Wilson. So it was the, the, in the script. It was I think the character was called Tony Wilson mm. because I imagine they wanted Tony Wilson to right, play this part yeah. and didn't get Tony Wilson to play this part. So I had to interview this guy, and then uh, the the cameraman came up to us and said, "I just want to say I'm an enormous fan of everything you've done." And he was like, he was like, obviously Pol- he got you confused. Well, he was Polish or something. He was yeah. like, I was going, oh, really?" And this is back about ten years ago. Yeah. And I said, oh, what have you seen my stuff? I said, oh, it's just, it's all. And then I realised he thought I was actually Tony Wilson. <laughs> and then I had to go, because it would be too more embarrassing to go, yeah, I'm not yeah, Tony yeah. Wilson. Yeah. I had to go, oh, well, no, thanks, it's really, I, it's good, all the stuff I did. <laughs> and then music. I missed out on a part that was written for me that I didn't, that I didn't get then. <laughs> oh, they they like wrote it for me and then I, I must have been really bad and then I didn't get it. Right. Yeah. I don't think Manila, Manila, Manila it's like the rural juror I don't think the Manila envelopes ever came out it right. did get mentioned by Jonathan Ross on film 2003 or whatever hey, hey it didn't come out unlike Jonathan Ross's brother who did come out am I right? I oh he was gay well I think he had some uh, <laughs> had some trysts in a wood didn't he? <laughs> He was, wasn't he? But I like, well, I think I like he's him. married, so I mean, I think, you know, it's hard oh. to define someone by the fact that they went dogging in a wooden... No, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right, I'm, I'm being very judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, fuck it, it's only, it's only Paul Ross, what's he going to do? Oh, uh, so... I like Paul Ross, he's my favourite, no, he's not my favourite, but 
of the no, but I like him. I he's really not, feel he's like, no means my favorite of the Ross family. He's not even. He's Diana, my least Diana favorite. Diana Ross oh, is my like favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so we worked together last year mm. on. Uh, I suspect a lot of people will remember so many, so many. and tuned in uh, on Fubar Radio. Am I right? Yeah, that's that one was, <laughs> we had a we had our own radio show on Fubar Radio. I think they're still playing the old episodes. They are. I was surprised they played them the first time. Who was who was heard of Fubar Radio by cheering? Yeah. More people than I thought. They're doing they're, 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 they're got, like they're a jump, limpet. They're holding on. I they've really done thought, better since we left. I have. I thought that they were part of the reason. I thought I don't mind going. And yeah. There's lots of reasons I wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, mainly John Gaunt being on the same station yeah. was the one who, and then he went anyway. Uh, but I just thought they're not. This isn't. This is impractical. This cannot possibly survive. And it and did. And they still here. And Mitch was getting about seventeen times more money than me. <laughs> but you were getting very little money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it was yeah. Do you remember what's in the bag? Hey? <laughs> Great times. I was so, I was so sort of, um, no, I wasn't really into it, was I? So I'd eat on air you and would, I'd just sort of, sort of do my admin. I quite I like that. It was an opportunity to catch up with my admin, really. It was. I don't think either of us were massively into it. No, no. Uh, no. And it didn't feel, when you'd put out appeals to people to <laughs> like email in or something, one person would email in. So, and we, I think we did a thing saying, can you just email in if you're listening? <laughs> We got to do that day, to be fair. <laughs> so uh, so it felt like we were sort of not really... It felt a bit... I, I was very busy at the time, mm. and a lot of things to do. It felt like it wasn't the best use well, of Well, I had resources. to prepare for my non-speaking part and rest up you to the side So I've missed you in the... It's about a year ago since we stopped doing that. I was a bit worried mm. about you. You were living a <laughs> kind of crazy lifestyle. I went mad. <laughs> You're a bit He's mad. Like a... You're a bit mad. It's hard. So how mad... <laughs> Your character you play on stage is quite mad. How much do you think uh, that is when just I was like actually, you, When you I was are? at MacFest, right, I'd been yeah. really well behaved. But um, So when I did a radio show with Rich, I had split up with my, uh, one of my fiancés. <laughs> and so... Was, did you still have some fiancés? Uh, say, or the, is one of the fiancés you've had? And, um, no, and the, so I would come in, wouldn't I, with sometimes with ciders and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun for no one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm really great, actually. I mean, look at me. Um, no, I, the only slip-up I've had is MacFest, when I did Arthur yeah. Smith's Drunk Chat Show. Oh, yeah. And he said, well, I didn't realise I was doing it, and Arthur Smith sent me a direct message on Twitter saying, you have to get really, really drunk, <laughs> apropos of nothing. And I was like, that is dark. What, what, are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then he said for his show, man, because I had some doobie. Right. A bad mistake. And also some diet pills from America. Because I'd just flown in from America to yeah. go to Wales. And I thought I'd have jet lag. I was an animal. And the, I was like, so I was doing break dancing and I pulled the curtain down. Then I fell off the stage. <laughs> Luckily someone was videoing it all. And then I pulled his trousers down loads of times. He put up with it really well. And yeah, then I... I, I, didn't, I don't think Arthur would mind you pulling his trousers down. <laughs> but it's the first time that he's had that for a while, I think. <laughs> and yeah, it was, um, it was entertaining for about 20 minutes and then it was... Uh, not so entertaining. Yeah. So, you're so really, you're not any better than you were a year ago. That sounds a lot worse. I'm that sounds a lot great. worse. <laughs> that was a slip up with the diet pills and the doobie. I yeah. think. Yeah. Not everyone in show business takes drugs, and it's not. It's not cool. <laughs> if Tegan, we... <laughs> it's not good. Just because people in show business do it, don't think you should do it. You could be like me and not take drugs if you want to be like me. But you might have a weight problem. You, you, will, lose... <laughs> 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 you will lose more weight if you do a little bit of cooking. You will. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> What did you say? Lovely, you advise. I'm laughing at her. That's her mum there. You're advising Hello? her child. She's <laughs> <laughs> a cool mum. I think it's probably more harrowing you coming on to the mother and daughter than me saying you're fat. That, I did. I did that pre pre show though. That hasn't been filmed. I just did oh, that. Shit. I did that in my spare time. <laughs> They can't stop you for what's in here. That's the thing. They can't stop that. They can stop you tweeting stuff and they can stop you saying stuff. They can't stop me thinking it. That'll be the next step, right? Am I right? That's the, the old Americans. They'll get in your brain. They won't like what they find in there. If you're mad, I stop saying quite a lot of things. Even in this show, I, there's a lot of things I think, oh, no, I better not say that. So imagine what those things are like. 
from the things I actually say. Do you have a mental filter? Do you, do you manage no. to stop yourself saying stuff? Because no. it is... I like the... You've got a kind of brutal honesty that I enjoy. So, like, if something is... Do you is, remember when we interviewed Robert Webb? I do. That is my favourite my favorite thing that ever happened on Three Bar Radio. And it's not hard to find that favourite thing. Because it was we went to interview Robert Webb. He was in Jeeves and Worcester. Yeah. In, and we went to interview him in his dressing room. And Robert Webb is a future guest. I may ask him if he remembers this. Mm. Uh, and our technique which was quite a nice technique interview when we did yeah. was for me to ask more sensible questions and you would come in and say something a no. slightly less what's going on with your teeth which is what she said to Robert Webb which was quite slightly when he comes on have a look at his teeth they are they are but it was quite amusing to see his reaction to you asking him what's going on with your teeth yeah not into it, was so, it? You know, so, yeah, but no, what I like about you on stage is that like, if something's happened in your life as a stand-up, you'll go on stage and you'll talk about it, mm. and on the radio. Mm. I mean, it's sort of disarming and terrifying, <laughs> especially if you're running a radio show. I mean, if it had been on a proper station, I would have been really worried for my, for my career, but luckily... <laughs> Uh, luckily it was no one was listening I don't but... know why more people aren't like brutally honest and it might yeah. make for great radio if Fern Cotton or Fern Cotton was really saying about what was going on because she went out with a paedophile I'd like to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> I think she did did she? she did yeah <laughs> yeah uh, tell us about the paedophile Fern <laughs> because that would be a moment of genuine interest wouldn't it what has Fern Cotton got to say that's more interesting than her Having sex with a paedophile. <laughs> Did he ask her to dress up as a schoolgirl? Did he call her a naughty... <laughs> okay. You get the picture. It's I interesting. I do get the picture. Yeah. It was quite... <laughs> <laughs> he, was quite he, was, he was quite an unpleasant guy, that guy, wasn't he? He turned out. Uh, so so I, think, I think his troubles, problems came out after Fern Cotton. Maybe Fern Cotton caused the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Through, yeah. I'm not saying she went, oh, go off and have sex with a baby. No, you're, I, I, you're I'm not saying, saying that. I'm not saying that. But you're that thinking is... it, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. But yes, it's got that. So is that, is that how you come to. Your shows are kind of quite freeform and crazy. And I don't know how, how much is real and how much is you playing up to the character. Huh. If my mum's listening, a lot of it's made up in truth. <laughs> it's nearly all real. <laughs> but so when you broke up with your fiancé, you went on yeah. stage that night and talked about breaking up with your fiancé, or, or you explained yeah, that's that why na- you... Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. I got some great material out of it, though, which now is... <laughs> which I can't wait to break up with the next one. <laughs> but it's now dated, so I need to do something else. Okay. Mm. And so, what's your new? You're doing a new show in Edinburgh because mm. your last show I saw the DVD record is coming out on Go Faster Stripe. It's not Go Faster Stripe. It took them six months to do Go Slower Stripe. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? Is that come? What's it called? It's, that, it's out. You'd oh, be pleased out. to know. It's out. It's out. <laughs> what's it called? That show. It's called Lou Sanders in another great show again. <laughs> and this one's called Lou Sanders. Excuse me, you're sitting on my penis again. <laughs> great title <laughs> and what's that about it's about me trying to go to Eton College for boys nice. so I try and get into Eton um, and sort of harass them for a while yeah um, I went there actually on the open to, uh, uh, the July June the 4th yeah which wackily isn't on June the 4th and they have like a boat procession they have the hats you know it's all like loads of I met there was a guy that I went past called Bunny he was called Bunny. <laughs> oh, hi, Bunny. I mean, that's what you're dealing with. That's the level of, of posh. They are very posh, those people. When I was at university with a lot of people mm. like that, there's probably some bunnies amongst them. Oh, because you went to Oxford, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't go to Eton. No. So I went to a normal school and then I met some people. I didn't, you know, I didn't massively mix with those. I was, I was at university more or less the same time as Boris Johnson, mm. Michael Gove and... Um, What's his name? David Cameron, that one. He's mm. So forgettable. I mean, he shouldn't really be the Prime Minister, but he somehow... Yeah. Even he was surprised to find out he's still the Prime Minister. Uh, but I know those exact kind of people. And they're, yeah. You know, I'm really te- je- terrifying I'm they're running the country. sort of really jealous of it. I sort of wanted to go to... Eat. I think I want to be a little boy. <laughs> so you're trying to go to Eton. Have you tried, yeah. As an adult, you've tried, have applied to go to Eton. Yeah, so I like call them up and I say, can I get in? Yeah. And then you can go on different scholarships, like if you've got a musical ability yeah. or sporting. So I just find 
them up and I sing to them or I do different things. <laughs> no interest thus far. But apart with you being a grown woman, is it a boys? Is it until yeah. Natalia boys' school? So I did. I just asked a straight up question first of all, and I was like, "Can I come?" And she's like, um, "What? What? What?" gender are you <laughs> I was like I'm a lady and she was like mm, it's for young boys and that yeah but I'm really yeah I just really want to go like I think I, my life would have been slightly different if I'd gone to Eton yeah I think it would have been yeah <laughs> but do you think by trying to go now that that will, <laughs> will remedy will make... everything <laughs> my father leaving <laughs> <laughs> kidding i sort of wanted him to go so <laughs> um yeah no i don't think i'm gonna get in but you know but you no. might you're still hopeful you might get in yeah they might allow a actually i don't think i'd like it because there's a lot of work that goes on there is. I'm, I'm more there for the boys in their shorty shorts now. <laughs> i'm more there for the well the contacts and the good times yeah well you get contacts <laughs> I think I don't know. I'm not sure going to public school would be that amazing. I don't, I don't know. There probably are some public school people in the in the audience, but I think it's. I, I propose. I doubt that, it. Look I at that, that guy in finance. I bet you went to public school, didn't you? Finance guy. Yeah. Did he? he? Public school. Yeah, you. Because they all went. Everyone, in, all estate agents. Everyone in. If you're an estate agent, you went yeah. to public school, but you weren't no. very clever, and really? so you have to become an estate agent. Estate agents are so stupid. Yeah. They didn't but, go to public school. That's, but, imagine, but, if you, imagine if you paid fucking 200 grand for your kid to go to private school and then they said, oh, I'm working at Foxton. So yeah. you gutted. <laughs> so gutted. They'll make it back pretty quickly with their percentage. Am I right, homeown- London homeowners uh, who are selling their house? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shall I do some material about that? Uh, but, uh, no, they, but they, that's, that's the thing. You know, it's, it's not like they're clever, the people who go to public school. As I, as no, but some of them are. The, the ones that I've met from Eton, my friends that have gone to Eton are yeah. so charming and nice, and um, they've got emotional problems in a different way. Because no, because some of them were sent to boarding school at eight, so they were sent to feeding. Well, that's so a that's horrible not, thing. So that's a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing to happen, right? A lot of people. It's much better if I go now, age twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I propose. <laughs> They, they bought it. I had to say that they mainly bought it. Well, one so woman did not. I, I was, I'm proposing that because you know, basically, you're paying for a better education. It doesn't seem very fair to me. So a lot of, there are a lot of people who aren't. As, if you if you go to a comprehensive school in in, in the city of London, yeah. and you manage to get. I bet you send Phoebe to private school. I don't, well, I don't think we will, but who knows? But we'll see. We'll, you will. We'll see when we get that. No, I just we'll move somewhere nice and go to one of the nice comprehensive <laughs> schools. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. So it's a horrible, that's a horrible cheat in itself. I'm, I'm not totally against it, but I think if people if people do it, then they should be penalised. So I, my suggestion is, if you go to public school, you get for every ten grand you spend on your education, Suck you, off. you get. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, for every ten grand, that probably is what has to happen. Every ten grand, you lose five percent of your A levels. I think that'd be fair think, because then, or like one percent or whatever. But I don't so, think I don't think there's anything wrong with sending your kids to private school. It's not fair, and I don't think no, it is fair, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having private healthcare because then you're less of a burden on the system. So schools are overstretched and hospitals are overstretched. If you've got loads of money, take yourself off and do it somewhere else. Just a no, just a no. No, I don't think you can, you can. If you've got the money and you want to pay for it, that's fine. That's up to you. But it doesn't. You can't. You can't say I'm, I'm helping. It's a load of cock. You can't, say I'm, you can't say I'm helping people. Oh, look at me. I'm helping you by going well, no, off and jumping no, in the no, queue no, and, if, getting, if, if and getting got, cured. No, but if you've got loads of money, which he's not doing badly. I don't know all this Kickstarter stuff. He's doing fine. But if you've got loads of money, <laughs> I've seen his house. It's lovely. But if you've got loads of money, why would you go to A and E and queue for? four hours when like Doris is there with one eye and you're like oh my foot needs to be seen I think it's selfish <laughs> well I don't really I mean I would like to live in a world where everyone got good ed- education and everyone got good health care you'd ideally. like to work in a live in a world where you get dick sucked every day yeah. <laughs> we've heard about it <laughs> there's no reason why those dreams can't all come true at once <laughs> uh, but anyway that's, that's interesting so where are you on in Edinburgh for anyone who's 
Uh, not interested. <laughs> sure. um, Five thirty City Cafe. City Cafe. Yeah. Is that been affected? That's not been affected by the free no, no, fringe. No, 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 no. Lots of people got food poisoning there last year. Okay. I will say that. <laughs> we'll look out for that. But yeah, I'm on at 5.30, which I think is a nice time because last year, 10.30. Yeah. You finish at 11.30. Well, I was similar last year. Last year I was on at, I can't remember, 10.45 or something. It's awful, and, isn't yeah, it? And no one, to... no one wants to come out that late. They want to go and drink. Oh, no, my show was full every night. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean from a drinking point of view, because you can't go home at that because you're so full of adrenaline. Yeah. But it's Edinburgh, you know. You're young. You're young-ish. And you, you're, in, uh, you're in Edinburgh. You should be out having fun. Oh, I'm an old man. I'm not going to Edinburgh. Yeah, that's how old you are. <laughs> yeah. It's not really that, but it's, you know, I think mm. it's, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with it. It's, it's kind of expanding out and going crazy. It's good. The, I think the free fringe is a great thing. Mm. Is, it, is it a free fringe venue? This is mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's a great thing. So it means you can go and take a chance and do a clearly insane show well, about trying to go to Eton. No, but like when I was doing the Pleasance <laughs> and stuff, they were like, I wanted to move a chair from here to over here. And the 18-year-old manager was like, that's more than my life's worth. I'm going to have to call it the manager, the other manager, to move a chair. And then on the free fringe, you can kill a man and no one cares. <laughs> like, you don't care. Because you're not allowed to smoke machines or anything. In the, if you, like, it all has to be like health assessed. And, but on free fringe, you could put a firework up and no, no one would care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So, you're very spiritual. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. You? <laughs> you're, into, you're into crystals and Reiki and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of... What is Reiki? Um, I can show you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, I mean, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, that? yeah, that's why I want to find out about sure, it. Sure, great, okay. Yeah. That's sort of what I do. Um, well... <laughs> um, Oh God! It's so it's kind of well. I went to this Reiki course, yeah. and it was it was me and loads of sort of um, disenchanted sort of middle aged housewives who were really unhappy. And I thought, oh my God, are we just making this up because we're all just really lost? <laughs> But then some weird stuff did no, no. But then some really weird stuff did happen. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I'm very good at Reiki, so don't believe that I can do it. But I went for Reiki in Cornwall. It's amazing. What does it involve? I don't know what it well, is. It's like the Chinese. You know, the Chinese don't fuck about, right? <laughs> they don't fuck about. They yeah. they don't give a shit about eating a monkey's brain. They're not a sentimental race. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth they're not a sentimental race but they are really <laughs> it's the truth but they're really big into energy and chi and stuff yeah so that's my point <laughs> so it's about it's about inner, finding your inner energy it's about seeing the old people's auras listen I've got a pretty great aura yeah that's what I'm saying what's my aura like is grey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hair. <laughs> no, you got a great aura. Oh, thank you. Um, I believe it then, if that's the case. Yeah, is exactly. That exactly. That's how they work. That's how they work. That is yeah. how they work. I was watching the big questions. Do you ever watch the big questions on Sunday? No. On Sunday morning. And it's just like loads of basically mentally ill people given a platform <laughs> to... But it is, though. And it's like people saying, they go, well, I believe this. And, it's, and they're all kind of slightly glassed in there. They go, yeah. And then the next person goes, I believe this. And they kind of go, yeah, well, I, you know, you're wrong. But I can see that I, you're incorrect. But I'm right because it's about this. And they, it's just like everyone's is trying to make the world but fit into their... But you're real science-y. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sort of like facts and science. Yeah. yeah. And things being proven to work. So I like, boring. I like, you know, the things that, inventions that definitely work through science rather than someone going, if you put this crystal on this table, <laughs> you will be, you'll be cured of cancer. I'd go, I'll, I'll go to hospital. I'll, go to, I'll take my chances with the NHS on that. <laughs> you should go private, I've told you. <laughs> but no, there's loads of studies about how, um, so the Chinese, who I told you, eat monkey's brains and they don't fuck about. They have got, they've done loads of studies like with, um, with schools, they put a plant, uh, I'm not very good at commu- uh, explaining, but okay, so they've got a plant bed of plants, <laughs> yes? And they will, two areas. One, they're growing plants and things over here. Other, same thing. Yeah. But this one, they'll sh- shout and swear out, so it'll be like, fuck you. And they'll put hot, angry words underneath. And this one, all the kids will give loads of love to. Is that a school? Yeah. I forgot to say that. So they'll be like, I love you. You're really, really positive things and positive uh, written words under. And one side grew way, way, way more than the other side. And they've replicated that study loads and it really does work. And... Yeah, which side grew more than the other sides? <laughs> oh, 
well, the negative the, side, the, the, yeah. the abused plants <laughs> love yeah. No, and they've done with um, ice cubes, they've frozen um, ice droplets. Yeah. They've frozen water, no, sorry, they've frozen water, and underneath one they've played um, heavy metal, and they've written, why are you smiling like that? <laughs> and they've written words like, uh, cunt. <laughs> um, and the other one, they've written nice words, and they've, they've played lovely music, and one of them, the water, grows in... Um, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. It grows in really fragmented shards, yeah. and the other one grows in um, droplets that are symmetric and really beautiful. Mm. And that's just science. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone a fan of that. There's Isn't no way true. someone could, you know, just trick that. And They're play. Chinese. Okay. <laughs> 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 the Japanese man says... You've oh, been... they're Japanese! <laughs> <laughs> it's what? His name is Imotu. His name is Imotu. Yeah, and he kind of chose the nice pictures. Do you want to come up here and be oh, interviewed? Because you're, you're making a lot more sense than... you! His name, his name, do you! Do you believe in Reiki, sir? I, I believe that people believe in it. Ah, but he believes that people believe in it. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> He's a bull man wearing a hoodie. Let's not take him seriously. <laughs> so, uh... It doesn't matter. Shirley Bassey said, I believe in everything. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I, I guess it doesn't matter what you believe in. If you put your um, belief into it, then it yeah. becomes true. Like, when people... Okay, here's... <laughs> no, it's true. Because... Okay, well, when people are schizophrenic, sometimes they can change their eye colour and they can make birthmarks appear and disappear when they go into character because they believe it so much. That's the power of the mind. I feel like people aren't taking me seriously. <laughs> I feel like people think I feel like I feel like people think I'm an idiot. Yeah, they could they could put on like coloured uh, eye, you know, contact lenses. That's a, that's science. Okay. When when you put cutlery in a dishwasher, what do you do with the uh, what do you do with the uh, knives? Does it look like I've got a the fucking dishwasher, mate? <laughs> I have. No, I have, and I put them in, and we've got a special tray for it, and I put forks, 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 spoons, 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 and then when you collect them, forks, spoons, it's all organised. Yeah, but if you do that. The danger is the, uh, the spoons will literally spoon with one another and That's, won't get clean. That is what I'm talking about. Well, it's, <laughs> a spoon. it's a sort of it's cutlery-based apartheid, and I'm not really behind it. I think oh. you should mix, put them all in their own little separate container. And then the spoons, especially the spoons, yeah. if there's a bit of dirt on one of the spoons and it sticks to the back no, of the other it's spoon... No, uh, it's separated with a, uh, an appropriate gap in between. Well, but so then, then all... they're, jo- they're jostled wa- around, aren't they, in the water, and then they No, it's together. got a special tray for it. Dickie. So they're, they're flat. Listen, my dishwasher is working fine. Okay. I'm a, just an expert on dishwashing. I mean, more worried so that you've point, you pointed this camera at... Oh, no, it's picking up. It's not. It's all right. This, we, we used that earlier on. Okay, great. You can point it at you if you like. No, no. Oh, there we go. That's nice. That's a nice, that's a nice shot. We can use that. The young, the young girl and the mum. It's the, it's the young girl, the mum, and the, the finance man, and a bit of the t-shirt guy. Well, also, got, like, there's got... three empty chairs there, so that's not going to look good for sales. Well, this, but the thing is, they were sold those chairs. Yeah, those so you got the, the money. People, the people didn't turn up. That's, you know, it that's, looks really and bad. And when that happens, it, happens, it always happens. You get sold out gig, and there'll be loads of empty chairs. You think, well, did they just buy the tickets early and forget, or did they die on the way to the theatre? <laughs> There's been yes. a lot of deaths, hasn't there? <laughs> there's been a lot. But all those, every single one of those seats is sold. So, you know, do you want to... Uh, the, the people who are so rich, there are people trying to get into this gig, and then mm. people who are so blasé about the gig, they haven't even shown up. But sometimes you can think, oh, I'm ill, or sometimes you go, oh, I can't be bothered. Sure, yeah, do you, do you sometimes you get the runs or something. Yeah, you get the runs. <laughs> do you remember when I pooped myself around your house? <laughs> that happened, didn't it? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Was it in the bed? No, um... Your lovely wife had offered me breakfast, yeah. <laughs> and I just opened the door, and I had this strange sensation in my bottom, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute." And then I had to go to the toilet. Is that why you're moving house? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, well, I'll do the two, talking to my wife. We'll do the dirty Brit. There's one dirty Britcom confession about you. You looked at this dirty Britcom confessions. Yeah, I was hoping there'd been some. I looked at it like six yeah. months ago. There'd there's only more. one there. I'm surprised. I thought a lot of people would have dirty Britcom confessions. Well, no, I get you. like some people say, like underneath, whatever, they say like things like, um, is it really weird that I kind of fancy her? <laughs> no, you're human. Come on. Your dirty Britcom confession is, I think Katie Wilkins, who's my wife, oh. and Lou Sanders should make out. Mm. <laughs> Too I'm late, but you already did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> if only I could have been there to watch it. But never mind. So there you go. That's That one could come true, or has come true. It's already come true, so, uh, yeah. It's already happened. When you were away on business. Yeah. I don't mind. I've, I've, we've got a very open relationship yeah. where my wife's allowed to sleep with any woman she wants to. <laughs> and you just pop this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'll ask you some emergency questions. We'll move on to the... I think we need them. Right. Uh, and the first one, the first one that, uh, the first one that I saw, so I have yeah. to read the first one. Yeah. How sensitive are your nipples? Oh, God. I mean, he'd be arrested in any other profession. It's just, it's <laughs> if the he question. worked in it's any in other book. job, it's in he'd my be Lannister notebook. Right. Um, I've got a Lannister notebook. My Slytherin the, notebook. What, what, what's the scale? Like, what we use it? Like one to well, ten? Well, because my my nipples have no sensitivity. Mm, I didn't ask. Envy, <laughs> I envy women. So my nipples are look nothing. I envy yeah. women because they generally have quite sensitive nipples. Do you want them? Why do you yeah, want them? Yeah, because that means amazing. But, what, but hang on, sensitive doesn't necessarily mean good. It does. Well, not like if no, just like... No, like, I met a sensitive man the other day. It wasn't good. Okay. Like, he was crying. <laughs> like, it's not good. That's what you're doing, I suppose. You know. Like, if I, if I, like, punched you in the penis, yeah. that would be sensitive, and it wouldn't be good. Not in the penis so much. <laughs> not... Well, it doesn't the peak of punch someone in the penis doesn't really hurt. Am I right, fellas? No, no, it does it, hurt. It, it hurts if you hit. It does hurt. Look, <laughs> <laughs> but my penis is forty-seven, nearly forty-eight years old, and it's there. Right. It's largely. It's hard to find. <laughs> it's hard to find. It's largely just a, a sort of rubbery. Yeah. No, Katie. Katie told me. Yeah. <laughs> Created a one human life. Uh, she uh, also uh, told uh, me that wasn't yours. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it? It doesn't look like me. It's got, she's got ginger hair, my child. Yeah, yeah, about That's that. <laughs> mm. I don't have ginger hair. Uh, is it your child? It's Andrew what? Lawrence's. It's Andrew Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy to bring. It. I'll ask you a proper question. Sorry, okay. that was that, that was just the first one I saw. If you had to choose between dating a a man who was a six foot tall penis, mm, I know I thought about this a lot, or a man who instead of being, having a penis has a yeah. tiny man. Mm. Which of those two would you prefer to date? Well, I tell you what, I date a few penises in my time. <laughs> um, the because I, I was listening earlier when yeah. you asked this, Bob, and the reason I wouldn't go for the man with the man on, on his penis yeah. is I feel so bad for the man. It'd be awful in his pants. What about I the think, giant penis man? He's sort of slithering around like a slug. He's having a great time because men are fixated on their penis, and what better to Stand, and they love it to be big and so he's like the biggest that's too emblem. big isn't it that's too big also what a lot of fun like at parties yeah. <laughs> it's my friend Dave <laughs> everyone's like let me speak to Dave it'd be great I would say the big the big penis definitely okay. because also you don't have to be faithful to him right well that seems unfair as you say so. well, she doesn't count as an animal have a look at yourself <laughs> mate <laughs> I mean like of course I'm having an affair have a look at yourself you're a seven foot penis <laughs> come on where was he <laughs> and the other cruel. one I think like if you had if you had um, intimate relationships with the other one which you would have to have sex with him yeah. and then really ha- what, what's happening there is, is there's a man who can't breathe yeah He's, he could have an aqualung, couldn't he? And he Just might an die, aqualung. but if he has, dies and you have to drag him out dead, <laughs> I mean, and then what? Well, then the man who's, who's got a dead man as, for the rest of his life, which I can, again, I can identify with that as I go. Can I say neither? No, you have to choose. Then. <laughs> you have to choose or we can't then. go home. <laughs> the, the, the big penis. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Good. It's a good choice. Imagine right. like Instagram, like the pictures would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if he uh, was crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I will. Um, oh, you rollerbladed onto stage. What was that about when you were rollerblading around on one of your shows? Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And now for a nice evening with Wallen. <laughs> yeah. Just making an entrance. It's, good. it's pretty good. Yeah. Have so, you ever tried... I'm not... I hate... Um, wacky comedy. <laughs> no, I hate, I hate uh, trying to propel myself around on ice or on wheels. I'm so like good at it. Like, I I'm really, really, like, good at skating. Right. Like, if someone has a birthday, a roller disco, I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. And then I'm like, great. <laughs> and I just... And I skate backwards, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So they're your own... You've got your own roller skates, roller blades. I had three pairs, but I gave them all away. Oh. Yeah. I'm sort of... T- yeah, I'm not, ro- I'm not really roller skating now. It's not my vibe anymore. Okay. I've moved on. I do poetry now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a poem that you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> What did you want to sing, Dandy? You wanted no. to sing something? It's not the night for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't, we, we won't ask you that. Uh, and uh, you've been on a clowning course? Yes, a four-day Goulier course. Yeah, lots of comedians are doing this. Yeah, no, I only went for four days, but it's, it's the weirdest thing, like, have people heard of Goulier? No, he's a French... He's about 80, isn't he? And he teaches clowning, which sounds so gross. Like, my friend said to me the other day, she said, um, I went to mime school for three years. And I said, oh, did you like it? She said, no, I hated it the whole time. And I said, where did you go? Why did you go? Were you really good at it? She said, no, I was awful. There's something so gross about clowning and miming, isn't there? But um, um, he's an interesting man. Like, he... So... If a woman came on and she, he would see beyond what someone was like. So if if a woman came on and she was all like really nice, smiley, he'd be like, "No, you're angry. You can be a cave woman." And then when she was a cave woman, she was angry because she'd never let this side out of her. It was fucking great. It was hilarious because she was like swearing at everyone, and it was just really funny to see because it was a side of herself she hadn't like unleashed before. And what did they make you do? Um, oh God. Um, um, who's that French woman who's popular in the 60s? Really Bridget Bardot. She made me do Bridget Bardot because and they, he said, you have to be sexy and funny. And I was like, sexy's not funny. It was the worst, like if you could just it was the worst, terrific thing. And I cried into my clown nose. <laughs> I just cried into my clown nose. That's not funny. And I said, I know it's not funny because you told me to be sexy. <laughs> because sexy's not funny. And then I cried into my clown nose. And then he shouted at me and then it got really good after that. Okay. You have to have a breakdown to come back, uh, to come back stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. I'm how that still goes. going through it. <laughs> <laughs> and is everything all right in your personal life now? Is everything okay? Because I've been worried about you. It's been a year since I've been seeing you every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. I'm much stronger. Apart from the, apart from the Mac Fest. <laughs> I'm much stronger. I've got so many options right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Thanks. It's good. It's good. You must go and see Lucy's fantastic. I will. Uh, what would you think uh, Lord Alan Sugar should call his autobiography? Um, um, Lordy. Lord. He <laughs> <laughs> should. No, hang on. Here we go. Oh, I've got the Alan key to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> or. Um, sh- 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 uh. <laughs> um, and now for a nice evening with Alan. Yeah. I thought just I thought just saying Alan's story would be a good title. It's just factory accurate. I hate just Alan's I hate, story. <laughs> I hate when people call their biography. There's so many celebrities that call their biography. Story. My story is unbelievable. It's like R and B videos with girls in bikinis. We've seen it. It's too much. <laughs> what celebrity would you like to have stroke your hair as you die? <laughs> Very good question. Thank you. Um, Gloria Hannaford. Oh, yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that actually I outlive Gloria Hannaford. <laughs> but if I died now, Gloria Hannaford, I do think I'm going to die early. Do you? Because I took a load of DMT and I saw my own death. <laughs> it was bad. What happened and when you saw it? Oh, man. I, just, I went round to a shaman's house in Archway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> This is the spiritual stuff you want to hear. And uh, I was... Man, I took a load of DMT and I did it twice as well. It was so horrible the first time. I thought, I'll better do it again. It was worse. And um, I saw my own death. And 
like I, I had a bike helmet flew off and then no. I was going down this well and there were shards of glass and everything and my mum and Georgie and Helena and my friends were I there. don't think this is going to what you're going to fall off a bike into a well that's full of <laughs> shards of glass and your helmet's going to come off I tell you how, well, if I was you I'd just never wear a bike helmet well I threw then, away my helmet afterwards yeah. well, because then I spoke to this other comic who's done loads of DMT and he said it was a message I think you're going to die it was a message <laughs> so I threw away my bike helmet but I hate landfills so I felt really guilty so I left it on top of a bin in case anyone else wanted it but then I felt bad if they were going to die yeah, and take on the curse, curse it was terrible and then I did a gig that night and I was like guys I think I've seen my own death it was awful yeah. but I'm still here do you be ironic if you die in a bike accident because you're not wearing a helmet though which is no, I've got a new likely. helmet. It's a different colour. Okay, so it was very specific. Was it that pink helmet you used to have? Yeah, it was a pink helmet. Yeah, it's a shame. So, that was nice. That yeah, pink it was helmet. really expensive as well. It's so annoying. And then I bought a shit bright green one. Okay. And I thought, oh, I'll jazz it up with some bike stickers. <laughs> looks awful. So you think, well, so now you've changed that. You, you probably won't fall down. You fell down a well with shards of glass in it. Yeah, it was really... And then, no, I saw some aliens, um, different types. Sounds like a fucking great way to go, though. To well, be I, I'd like, well, no, I'd I don't like think... to die if there was aliens and shards of glass. But then it. the thing is about DMT is loads of people say that see the same kind of aliens and get the same sort of messages. And then it was amazing. So the death was horrible, but that's the loss of your ego. Then you go into this other world... <clears throat> and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. There's another world, and there's um, da- Indian dancers and hieroglyphics, and it was amazing. I felt such a sense of love. Mm. And then it was. <laughs> Can we edit all of this out? <laughs> Can we just have Bob Morse? <laughs> Am I getting paid? <laughs> anyway, it was, it was really nice, and then the second time it was really dark, but. And you know, a lot of the different um, civilizations around the world do different things like that to give them an insight into another world. Yeah. I was in a lift for some of it, though, so it wasn't that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not think the taking drugs bit might be more responsible than the spiritual bit, do you think? No, because it's a spiritual drug. Yeah. You haven't... What do you know about DMT? Nothing. You're a middle-class guy who lives in the suburbs. (laughs) Shepherd's Bush is very street. It's not the suburbs. where you live. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't really know what DMT is. Yeah, you release it when you die, okay. and it's in every living thing, and they don't know so why. So, do to take it, do you have to suck on the dead person's face? Because <laughs> that seems wrong to me. No, yeah, it, however no, it much, is that. How much you get to see your own death? <laughs> yes, yeah, that. So, have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Yeah, well, I thought we would get. I think we'll just talk about the supernatural stuff with you. I did see a ghost. I think there's going to be good stories. So, when I was younger, there was I had a friend, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> and she had, she had a mum, another surprise, and they they were quite weird actually. But we went right to one of their friends' houses, and I was like, oh my god, like what's that shadowy figure? There was honestly a shadowy figure came in, and I was like, oh, what's that? Like, um, oh no, it's probably me. Oh, it's probably me. Don't worry, I'm probably going mad. But it was, and they're like, oh no, this house is haunted. Was it? And then they described what I'd seen. It's a shadowy figure. And what was the, what was the story behind it? Did they um, know what it was? No. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I think so. I can't remember. But the, the point is, it's ignorant to think that we're the only things floating around, isn't it? Well, I don't know if it's ignorant. I think it's, uh, you know, it's probably sensible to... You don't believe... Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's probably sensible to... You don't believe in aliens. Well, no, I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens. There probably are some aliens. Mm. Whether they're coming here and in a glass I don't think they're taking a Texan man called Dave up to... (laughs) I I think Dave's had a breakdown. (laughs) So I don't think they're taking him up and dropping him back. But I do think there's other things going on that we don't know about. Well, that's definitely true. Mm. There are some things we don't know about that are going on. The universe is a very big place. And mm. so, you know, there are likely some things we don't understand. But sure. I think also that there's, it's very easy to make up ideas of what that might be. Mm. Uh, and it's probably preferable to actually have some evidence rather than just go, my guess. I just go, on, guess a gut, I go on a gut feeling. Yeah. Uh, do you have any ideas for terrorists that we were discussing with uh, Bob Mortimer last week? Yeah, Seems a long time yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Put them in. Feels a... like longer than a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I even bother? 
bother. <laughs> Turn it. I have you got? Have you got any terrorists? Do you come up with terrorists? Because I come up with awful things. Right. I, but like thinking like now, I come up with awful ways to kill my own baby. That's what yeah. I did. So like that's my brain. Just I really, it's the most horrific thing because I love my baby and I don't, and I'm doing everything I can to keep her alive. Yeah. And then there's a part Sounds of my brain. Like... So if I'm feeding my baby, and the part of my brain goes, "You really twisted her neck. Now she'd die." <laughs> I go, yeah, no, I know that. And, yeah, yeah. And, they, they, and apparently this is a, a thing to stop you doing. So your brain's making you think these awful things. Yeah. And then, and then it's, going, it's to prepare you to not do it. I don't need... I'm not, I'm not going to throw my... I'm not going to twist my baby's neck. I don't need my brain to tell me not to do that. My brain is part of me. It's like going, ah, and you'd go... You'd go to... A, your daughter would be dead, and then you'd go to prison for killing your baby. Yeah, which go, one are you more like, upset about? And then you go, well, you're in me. You'd, you'd go to prison as well, brain. Yeah. You—it's all very well you having a go at me, but you'll be in prison with but me. My friend's got twins, which is worse yeah. than one, double the double or worse. Bet, twice and, as good. Uh, yeah, twice as bad. And um, she um, went mad because her husband was away, and so she had to look after him all week. It's hard with twins, and so she was like, "Oh, I'm going to throw one at the mother wall," which is normal, but people don't talk about it. So she wanted to throw one at the wall, but she didn't, obviously, because yeah. she's a good person. And she just got one of the toys and she shook it for ages in a room just by herself like that. And she said, and then her husband got back and she's like, "You're going to need to take the babies, otherwise I'm going to kill one of them." <laughs> and he said, "Why didn't you just tell me that? And you could have had every Saturday off if I knew my children's lives was in danger." <laughs> now she gets every Saturday off. No, that's good. Maybe. Mm. I should try that if I tell my wife I'm thinking of killing my baby yeah she'll probably let me have quite a lot of time off you get loads of time off yeah. mate what are you doing here dicking about you get I loads thought, of time off I also thought having a baby would be a great way to pick up women it's not worked out that way at all a, it's an I feel really bad like for going, you it's like look I can do it there you go that's what you want girls there look at that she's nice that's what you B. want girls that's what you want there <laughs> a is. baby that's what you bang. want girls you want the that's same. what you're after bang there it is B that's what they come up to you and they go oh that's cute and then you get chatting to them and then you can upgrade to a better wife <laughs> But either my, I don't know, maybe my baby's not attractive to women, that's ugly baby. Oh yeah, blame the baby that you're not picking up loads of women. Because <laughs> no, like, no women are even coming and looking at it. It's have like, a little look at yourself <laughs> and then blame the baby. Reason, when reason. she's older you can tell her, you, were, you little tart, you didn't get me any <laughs> women on the side, you little shit. <laughs> I thought, you know, you look sensitive. Oh, look at me looking after a baby, aren't I? All sensitive. Mm. And then they come up and yeah. <laughs> you get them. Yeah, get no, because girls like do a, love girls like love new dads. Yeah. They're like, oh, a new sexy but, dad. But they don't. They don't. His wife's at home and she's just given birth. <laughs> <laughs> Split her vagina in two. Can't wait to get into him. Is this a feminist podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, you, you used to do more feminist material in your early routines, and you already showed. You used to have something about, um, uh, what's it called, when they remove the clit? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Friday night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was great. Uh, what is it called? Female mutilation. Yeah. Great stuff about that. Yeah not topical anymore no one cares no um i don't i don't do really political stuff now someone else is doing that there are lots of people are doing it but you were doing mm. i mean there were quite there were quite a lot of acts doing doing uh, it's boring isn't it feminist. well no it's not it's kind of interesting mm. i think it's, it's a it's a great subject i do more it? prop work now yeah but that's good <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna you know it would be hard to take you going from veering away from some of the subjects you go to into something very serious it's a shame that because it seems like the world really needs my voice on female <laughs> mutilation. It's such a loss. Such a loss to the community. Okay, here we go. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you... Have you ever tried to communicate with the dead? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it went very well. What um, no, I did do a Ouija board, I think, when I was younger, once or twice. And look what happened. So mm. there you go. That's, that's the warning. Do it. <laughs> you Did could you be get... sitting here with this paedophile. <laughs> Seems to have taken a leap I from mean, me if I, I was mean... sure. I meant... Um, um... I mean, it's worse that I want to murder my own baby, so it's actually that's worse, yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I haven't communicated. I don't want to. I love her. I don't want to... I'm not trying to really leave my wife. It's a joke. Uh, it's good that these are in the archives for her to look back on. I know, it's oh, nice. My dad was a great guy before he died in that. Um, <laughs> 
Well, it's quite nice that that's there. But so someone, when I, t- I tweeted some joke on the phone, really really was. Smell, fr- that's smell Bob the Morton. microphone. That's Bob Morton was on. It smells really weird. No, no, like just microphones generally smell. Okay. But someone, t- I, t- I made a joke tweet on the on the day of a my, joke tweet. Uh, what do you normally tweet? <laughs> on my daughter's birth, and then someone tweeting back, and it wasn't even that. I can't remember what it was. Mm. But someone tweeted, "Oh well, I, when your daughter's old enough to read that tweet, she's going to be a bit disappointed." You go, really? You think she's going to go back Twitter? Yeah. Seven years ago, and then look at that, and then work out. It's not going to happen, is it? That's also, because she's not going to be able to read at age seven. Your one. <laughs> <laughs> Should be telling me. Oh. <laughs> very offensive. Very, very offensive. I was just talking about throwing her off the banister. Just chuck her off the. Just if I just chucked her off the banister, she'd probably die. Yeah, I know. Don't have to take. Stop telling me, brain. It's horrible. Mm. Your brain keeps on coming up with this. No, stuff. they've got the hole in the head, haven't it? And actually, whenever I hold a baby, yeah. whether one I care about or not, yeah. I do think if I stuck, if I stuck my finger through it, go. And it'll be so kind of weird and satisfying, but so upsetting. The result of it would be... It would be embarrassing. It would be, it'd be like a real faux pas. <laughs> oh, don't bring her around again. Last time she killed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to ask you an emergency 34, question. 34C. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? 34C. Um, no, of course I haven't, you dick. I thought if there's one person that I've interviewed that might have seen a big foot. I, I went out with a man with big feet. Did you? And it's a very small penis. So yeah. It's very odd how it works out. It doesn't, it's not. It's... God's little joke, I guess. <laughs> it's not, there's no correlation. No. Between, uh, I've got very tiny hands. And very tiny penis. <laughs> I wish you'd is... stop talking to my wife. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been very nice talking to you. <laughs> You've confused the audience, and that's what I like about you. Uh, <laughs> I like. You've written on your book, so on his book of questions to ask me, he's written L.A. and sex. Oh, L.A. I want to talk about L.A. And he's got L.A. sex and shameless. Yeah. <laughs> so the mind boggles. What? Do, yeah. What profile? I want to talk to you about me. L.A. You've been to L.A. a lot. How's yeah. L.A.? Tell me about L.A. Well, I thought I'd take my brand stateside. It went really well. <laughs> didn't. What happened? What happened out there? No, I just... Um, You've been out a few times, haven't you? Yeah, just doing gigs and stuff. It's nice. I like LA. Yeah. I think I'll live there. I think you'd go down... You know, I think you'd fit in with the people of LA, I imagine. I think I found my people, actually. I, <laughs> I found my people. Um, they didn't realise what... <laughs> They'd stumbled on. The, the problem, you go to LA and they go, that mm. is just a normal person here. So what is the comedy in that? <laughs> yeah, she's got crystals, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. she's going to die with a bike helmet down a well. I did love it. They all, like, the guy that I stayed with in this Airbnb, he did, like, ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff. Like, ayahuasca's another bit. It's DMT, but better. Okay. But you go under for longer. Right. And it really fucks you. But um, he did the ceremonies in his house. Like, I love them. They're all like... Well, I walked down LA, and there was a woman with a bird cage on her head and a dove. And there was a man dressed as, like, seven-foot tree. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> 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 Although I didn't like the dove. I thought the dove should escape. Like, that was a bit cruel. So she had a bird in a cage in, in, a ca- her, yeah, in her hair. Yeah, in yeah, her head. Yeah. yeah, a bit egotistical, really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what's a bird? The bir- You're having a nice day talking to everyone about your cage on a red, but what about the bloody bird? Probably, I didn't tell her. <laughs> probably likes it. And there's a man dressed as a seven foot tree. Yeah. And then he was making a dog, because I was like, why are you doing this? Because his whole makeup and he had gone to a lot of effort. And I was like, why are you doing this? And he's handing out cars going, I'm making a documentary. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Look it up. I didn't. <laughs> it's a lot of effort to go for that joke. Mm. Well, I like to live my life vicariously through you. Yeah. And in the old days, I was not quite as wild as you are. Uh, I'm but... not wild. I've calmed down now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, really uh, you know, I, I have a avuncular feeling for you. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means I'm a creepy uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that already without the I'm a, I'm without nice, label. I'm a nice, you know, I want, I, I, I want you to be happy. Why don't you set me up with one of your cute little nephews? <laughs> My nephews are in their 20s and 30s, so it's not as bad as it sounded there. 
Do you like my nephews? I'm sure, you know. One of them was good one looking. Of them, one of them's got married. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, like Andy. I don't know their name. Well, there's only one other. <laughs> the cute one, the good yeah, looking one. Like, the one that looks like okay. me. Okay. Yeah, one that like one. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slightly taller. Yeah. And a lot better looking and, yeah. and not fat. Yeah. Yeah, I can see there's an appeal to that. I can, you know, he's in uh, Dubai at the moment. But, you know, Go you could on. head out over there. <laughs> no, I don't like Dubai. No. What's he do? He's a teacher. No, thank you. <laughs> Teaches children. No. Making the world a better place. No. No. No, I'll go with a bloke who dresses a tree and serenades me with a guitar. No, he was gay. Obviously. The tree, the tree yeah. was gay. Obvious tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been very lovely. We'll end to- on that, will we? It's been very lovely, yeah. It's been very lovely uh, talking to you and seeing you again. Thank you. Yeah, everything going to be all right? <laughs> I'm a powerful woman in my... I'm a powerful woman in my prime. <laughs> you are. You're an amazing person. <laughs> Lou Sanders, welcome. You've been listening to Rich Larry Fester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rich Larry, and my guest, Lou Sanders. The music is by Pest. I should know that by now. Thank you to everybody at the Leicester Square Theatre. They are quite nice here. There's, good, the most, there's one member of staff who isn't as good as the others. And thank you to everyone at Go Faster Stripe. The sound guy is awful. But that, he, he's not responsible for this audio podcast, just on the video. The sound guy is awful. He's called George. Uh, and to Chris Evans, not that one. He's good. Uh, it's produced by Ben Walker. It's a Sky Potato Fuzz. GoFasterStrike.com production. Thanks for listening to that. Thanks again to everyone who contributed to the Kickstarter campaign. If you want to see me do every single one of my solo shows and are near to London or in London, then in August and September, on Fridays and Saturdays, I will be doing them all at the Leicester Square Theatre. You can get cheaper tickets if you come to lots of them and you can get a t-shirt handmade by me if you come to every single one but thank you to everyone who contributed to kickstarter including the names you're about to hear matthew smith ewan duncan rob applin darren foot colin anderson raymond harpany kevin tipcorn steve mash dean ratland gainer wilson adam quek Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda, Carol Forster, Ikikawa, Colm McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton. Thomas Bayliss, Richard Olsop, Martin Jones, Neil Alford, William Betridge Radford, Tamsin Bryant, Steve George, Martin Winch, Lopez Shackelford, and Adam Smithson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Thanks for listening. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye.